Cheltenham Festival. As per usual, I'm joined by Big Jim Watson to dive in and hopefully find some winners across the most important four days of the year. Hello, sorry, a bit of a delayed reaction there. Um, yeah, like, this has soon come around fairly quickly, hasn't it? And the, hopefully these four hours, hopefully we'll keep it under four hours of, of day one, two and three and four of the Cheltenham Festival will will keep you in the know and, and know where, where to aim for a little bit more. And uh, Lewis, this afternoon, or tonight, has been doing some brilliant artwork of John Bonn and Constitution Hill, and I think that could be a pattern throughout this podcast. I hope you, you publish these on, on Twitter or something. They, they can't just be seen just for my eyes, aren't they? No, I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll have to tweet them out, mate. Well, uh, yeah, I've, I've rather, rather surprisingly, surprisingly for everyone who's ever met me, to be fair, I, I, I accompanied our last to a, to a painting class this evening run by Leeds Arts Uni. I think I, I was definitely the only boy there. Uh, and everyone else, they, they, were, uh, they were instructed, like, on what to paint, like, life drawing, like, you know, cock and balls and that. Uh, I just said not having that. I painted Constitution Hill and John Bond instead. I'm disappointed they didn't bring in John Bond to come and stand still. Um, no. Be a life, life picture. No, look, I, I made a watch town draw Neil Neil the Gateshead last night. So I think fair's fair that I, I, uh, I, I, I did that for an evening. But you know what? I've surprised myself that they're actually not, not dreadful, dreadful. Uh, who the fuck is Darren Bird? Uh, that's all I'm going to say from now on. <laughs> I think it's time to, to start talking about the Supreme, do you? Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Uh, I will. I will just put this out there before we actually go into it. This is the worst anti-post book. I have ever had at the Cheltenham Festival. I had my first bet on the Cheltenham Festival when I was nine years old. I had a better anti-post book then. Gamble responsibly then, isn't joking. <laughs> Gamble. Paddy Power bet for Louis Tomlinson. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I had seven anti-post bets. All luckily none running all bet. None of them were even running the race. Two of them <laughs> I had last week. And they've both been taken out <laughs> at the confirmation stage, uh, which is an absolute stinker. So I am playing this with completely fresh eyes. The Supreme Jim. Facil Vega. Best price two to one to win at the Cheltenham Festival for the second year running. Marine Nationalis Force. Il Ete Tomp thirteen to two. High definition twelves. Tamuras twelves. Diverge sixteens. Hunters Yarn sixteens. Chasing Fire twenties. Twenty five to one. Bar them, who the, the, that group includes Rare Edition and Strong Leader, who are two of the British candidates, and I quite like Strong Leader at, at a price. I think he'll win a good race. This revolves around Fasil Vega, though, Jim. Do you forgive him or not? Do I forgive him at two for one? No. Do I forgive him in general? Yes. Um, I mean, you can't just put that one that one run at Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival. To the, to the front of your mind and block out what he's done all in the past. I mean, he beat Ileton at uh, Leopardstown in December fairly comfortably with Ashro Diamond in behind him. He was good on his, his first hurdle start at Fairy House. His bumper form was really, really good. So you, you can't really rule him out. And obvi- obviously, he's got a great favourites chance. It's nice to see for a change the Supreme. We've seen in the last two years mostly being dominated by just one horse. Uh, ahead of the market, and it, it seems to be a good punting race this year. There's going to be, I think, there's going to be 12 to 14 runners. We're recording this on Wednesday uh, night, so there's going to be a bit of each way value to be had there. And in the recent years, like there's seven, eight runners in it, and not really of interest. And, and in, in in Supreme growing up, I've I've seen 20 on a big big fields. And Fast um, Vegas a horse I'm going to be looking to take on uh, in the first, and, and that could sunder the festival up. He, he could, he obviously has the potential to bolt up, but there's just a slight worry that he isn't as good as what people are thinking. Of course, he's going to be ridden differently and, and William was happy with the ride on I mean, him last time. But I'm going to be taking him on because I, I, I think Marine National has a fair, strong enough case to be made for him in, 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 the, in the first on, on Tuesday. He had the two starts over hurdles uh, and he was good at Punchestown. 
He was slightly free, uh, settled and jumped nicely as as you'd hope to, and his his bumper form was fairly decent as well. He won the Royal Bond beating the Irish Point, Ashro Diamond, Champ Keenly. I think that form's pretty good. Like looking into the week, you're looking at Champ Keenly's gonna probably go for the Valley more. That's he's got a decent chance there. He's around eight to one, ten to one for that. Ashro Diamond's second favourite for the mayor's novice. Irish Point, um he's entered in the Valley more as well. And to make such a significant error at the last uh, and at the third last and run on so strongly towards the end was something that I really, really liked. There was a slight worry that we haven't seen him since the 4th of December. Um, however, I think there's that stat, isn't there? No, no winner of the Supreme in the last 14 has, has not been seen after Christmas. Um, but Barry Connell rips that rule book wide open. Uh, and I think this fellow on better ground He's, well, Barry Connell's been shouting about it all season, but better ground will definitely see him to better effect. We saw him on soft at Fairy House, uh, and his bumpers and his, his hurdling debut was on good ground. Um, if he was trained by William Mullins, he'd be a lot shorter. Like, I'd possibly have him about 15 to 8, but just because Barry Connell trains him, looking for his first festival victory as a trainer, uh, I think Marine National's the horse I'm going to be siding with here. Um, as a win purpose, each way I, I'll let Lewis carry on a little bit more. But um, who do you think will win the race, Lewis? Mullins will win it, Jim. You think Mullins, Mullins will win? win? Yeah, he'll win it, but he'll win it with Villette Tomp. I think I'd buy this horse's improvement fully. And don't get me wrong, you know, the same for Sylvain shows up that that turned him over at Christmas. He'll win. But it's 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 the same. You summed it up very very nicely, Jimmy. Saying yes, I forgive him long term. I still think he's a very very lovely, a very nice prospect. You know, I can't back a horse at two to one though after that sort of run, especially when the winner, who won mm. who beat what I thought was was a decent field. I thought you know, in the pocket, I thought ran a good race in second, and he was a horse I liked coming into it. And Ilate Tomp absolutely tanked along and did for him very, very comfortably. If he was a horse who had perhaps had a little bit less racing, and, you know, if a maiden winner had produced the same performance Ilate Tomp did, they'd be clear fav. You know, it's because he's, he's taken a little bit of time to get to this stage. You know, he ran in the Triumph last year. W- w- was an OK if not top-notch juvenile, hence he retains his novice status this year. Uh, but that that performance at the DRF, I think, is the most solid bit of form on offer we have here. To produce a sort of turn of foot he did after the last there, you know, at, at a gallop which, you know, broke for Seal Vega, and it wasn't as if there was any... Uh, Sort of resistance that that to me makes it think it was clearly a, a problem for him because he he didn't go too hard and then you know try and hang in there for a bit it was just going gone you know what I mean mm. it was fine then he wasn't there was no period of decline uh, to Fasil Vega's effort uh, yeah I, I think he like Tom Tom is a very very good but I do not see how he's out of the free. You know, I, I, I think he has uh, fewest questions to answer, really. If he's done by one or two horses who are better than him, that's possible. You know, that, the ceilings of Marine National, Fasil Vega, are probably, probably higher. But I don't get how this horse, you know, you'll make money if you back this horse each way and he comes in the first three. Yeah, you should, that's not fair. You shouldn't be able to. You shouldn't be able to. I think he'll win. Uh, and I, I think he's a mad each way price. The other ones I'd even mentioned, the Diverge was so good at Punchestan. So good. I know he's only a maiden winner, but he was, you know, he 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 wasn't a mug on the flat in France. Uh, time for Madden rated 88 on the flat in France, which is, you know, fairly well above average. Above last, average, yeah. Yeah, cer- yeah certainly above average. Uh, and he absolutely pissed up in a maiden hurdle. Uh, 
wouldn't surprise me if, if he ran a big race. And the other one, as I mentioned, he's a strong leader. I think it's a lovely animal. I'd almost be confident, Jim, that this is the best British horse in the race. Better than Tamuris. Do you think strong leader's better than his stable companion as well and Tamora? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think this horse is, is brilliant. You know, just just absolute hands. Oh, no, you know, I know, I know he's not been winning particularly strong races. You know, one at seven to two on at Suvel last time, and you know, just under hands and heels. But he's been so impressive. His efforts have have been backed up well on the clock. Uh, you know, Ollie Murphy has had horses run run really well at, at a big price in this race before. He's been given a rather quiet campaign, strong leader. Uh, I, I I just think he's he's a proper proper top notch prospect. You know he he was beaten beaten in the bumper by Encanto Bruno on his first start this season, which probably bodes well for his chances on Wednesday. But since going hurdling, he's just looked a, a much better animal. Absolutely tanks along. Uh, shouldn't be thirty threes, Jim. Shouldn't be thirty threes, especially not for. Can I have a, can I have a match bet with you? Go on. Because I like the other Ollie Murphy to win horse uh, in this, in Chasing Fire. I think Chasing Fire is the better of the two. Um, I like what he did at Sandown. The interview afterwards from Aidan Coleman was interesting. That he's a little bit behind the bridle and he keeps saving a little bit for himself. Now, another form has taken a little bit of a Nazis with Illico Dolavati being disappointed on his next start. Um, his bumper was really good first time out and the Imperial Merlin's a horse we've got a lot of time for. I just keep thinking he's saving a little bit for himself. Uh, and his jumping in the main has been very, very good. Uh, I think he's got a fair amount of engine, engine this fellow. And I, I think he, he's either going to turn out to be better than the strong leader or he's currently better than the strong leader. Uh, and I know there's, there's 13 point difference between them, but, uh, I think chasing fire will beat strong leader. That's fair. I mean, look, my my lads. Uh, maybe not even money, given that my lads <laughs> thirty three and yours is twenty. But, but chasing fire is only only a shorter price in comparison to strong leader because he's had less races to be found out at possibly yet. I mean, strong leader has only been beaten once in a bumper that probably didn't suit him to the ends of a sprint. So. I, like you said, I'd, at the prices, I'd rather back strong leader, but I do think Chasing Fire is the better horse. Yeah, I'll, I'll push you out of this, Jim. Uh, I, oh. I, 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 I remain, I remain confident in my selection, but I am. Uh, <laughs> it's not the sort of thing I want. I want to put money behind, which uh, you know, one of them might finish fifth or sixth. And I do like Chasing Fire. I think he's a lovely animal as well. You know, far out of four, beat Imperial Merlin, who we put in the turf top twelve in a bumper last year. Uh, I think he'll be a nice chaser next year chasing fire. I think they'll be able to have a lot of fun with him and possibly step him up another four furlongs. Yeah, he, 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 I, I'd, I'd agree with you, mate. Uh, we'll wrap the Supreme up there, though. Il Tom for me, uh, and fairly confidently. Marine National for me, and I'm fairly confident. We're, we're both taking Fasal Vega on. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, the, look, he, he, the best performance from any horse in that race was him at Christmas. Uh, after what he did at the DRF, you just want to see that that horse still exists. That 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 I'll I'll be able to say as we move on to the Arkle and what a clash this is. El Fabiolo and John Bon now thirteen to eight the pair. Dice at Dynamo nine to two. Saint Juan nines. Bambridge will go up in trip. Final orders might run here. He's 16s, and then you're looking at 40 to one. But then, oh, it's tricky, this, isn't it, Jim? Which side of the fence are you coming down on? Now you've been a, a very, very, very long supporter of John Bob, and I'm slowly coming round to the idea that he's the real deal. Like it's it's taken me a while to get on this train. You since his debut, you've been all over him. For me, I really like. 
Like a lot of people took a, took a lot of slagging on what John Bond did last time, and I know it's a two-wheeler race around Warwick, but I really like what he did. Like, and I thought Coleman was clever on him as well. I thought that was one of his best rides. I've got this down. Aidan Coleman could be winning the first two races of the Chelsea Festival. Um, however, he, as the pace quickened, he didn't ask John Bond like straight away. He let him gather his gather his thoughts, wing. The I think it was the force mask, uh, and just sort of giving him a kick, give him a kick in the belly, and, and told him to kick on. And he battled hard to beat Calico. Now, there's, there's a lot of people saying he was half fit. Endo's going to have him absolutely tuned up to the ears here. We saw what he did to Al Fabiolo last year uh, at Aintree. Now, horses to to do the Cheltenham Aintree almost double. I know he got beaten. Obviously, by a freak in the in the supreme, but to then go and aid to aid to him back up is something that you don't really see. Like through the early years of watching racing, that was the one rule my granddad told me: horses that win at Cheltenham very rarely win at Aintree. And I'm still sticking with that idea. And El Fabiolo may have made that error the second last, and may have got a little bit caught caught for room. But he had all the time in the world to go past John Bond last year, and he didn't. Now, I know El Fabiola's a little bit more experienced this year, um, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's as good a jumper as, as John Bond. John Bond's seasonal debut over Benson. I don't think I've seen a horse jump as well as he did on his debut. Um, El Fabiola's jumping last time was, I want to use the word erratic, but he got a fair enough run into the race. I started down and all set it up. Um, and his jumping was... Poor to say the least, but his engine to keep him going was what was more impressive. If it, I really don't see an awful lot between them. And in little peaks and troughs, John Bond's jumping will keep him going. And I, he will, I'm almost certain that John Bond will stay on his feet. Whereas Al Fabiolo, if he jumps like he did last time at Leopardstown, then Cheltenham fences are a lot more unforgiving than, than a Leopardstown fence. He could be on the deck. Um, John Bond is the side I am siding with, and I'm presuming you'll be the same as me, Uh Yeah, I am. I am. But not confidently. And I'm, I may not even have a bet in this race. I, I, just, I just really can't call it, because I've been a John Bond fan for such a long time. The fact that they're giant favs now, Worries me because I think El, El Fabio should be clear five on what they've done as all the fences. That Irish Arco looks such a good race coming into it. Such a good race, and it probably will work out to be a good race. Do you think th- it is going to be as good as what you think, though? Because I'm not awfully sure. Dice that Dynamo, you sort of know where he is with him. Appreciate it, is he actually as good as he used to be? Bambridge has been up and down throughout the season. I'm I'm not fully sold on the Irish article just yet, and I could be made to look a mug this next week, which more than most of the time I do. But I don't I don't think the Irish article form is as good as people are making it out to be, if you know what I mean. Fair. Fair, although I, I do disagree. I think it was a, a, a proper race. Uh, I also don't think El Fabiola's jumping is as bad as some make out. It's not as good as John Bond's, uh, but I, I, he doesn't. I don't think it was as bad on his chase debut. I watched El Fabiola's chase debut after I knew the result and after I'd been on Twitter, and then I went and watched it fully. And I, I was expecting it to be, you know, a uh, god like Master Tommy Tucker esque. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just a bit novicey for us having his first go over fences, and it was. Generally all right at Leopardstown. Uh, but you are right, Jim, that the, obviously Dice at Dynamo's presence again here means that they won't be a hiding place. And there'll be less room for forgiveness. I'm actually looking forward to John Bond getting a lead off something. Because he's, he's, having, he's had to make a lot of his own running in all his, all his career. But Dice at Dynamo... And him took each other on, but Aidan Coleman knows the horse a lot better now. They're not going to take each other on so early. He's going to get a lead into this first, and that's going to suit John Bond so much more. 
What do you make of their meeting at Aintree last season, Jim? Any, any, anything to read into that, uh, given John Bond beat El, El Fabio, or albeit very, very narrowly? Like I said, like, horses to do the Cheltenham entry and run consistently well in both of them is very difficult to do. El Fabiolo was clearly inexperienced and green at the time. Do I think he's possibly improved any more, El Fabiolo? Yes, I do, but I still think he's a little bit green and gawky in general, even at his fences. Um, John Bon is the ultimate professional. And I, I, I'm the more and more I look forward to this race, the more and more I'm getting all over John Bon. I, I think he's got... He's one of my best bets. I know there's no special price, and I've not got any fancy prices on him to win this or anything like that, but I, I think he's a real deal, John Bond. Sounds a bit like Harry Cobden, don't I? Christ. I'm not a two for all, I've just got a cup of tea. No. No, I think they're both the real deal, Jim. And uh, my, my long-term love of John Bond means I'm going to side with him in this race. Just a quick mention to the other J.P. McManus own horse in this race, who I do think will run on if the front two protagonists get caught up in, in the speed. is some where we didn't probably see him to his best effect uh, in the Irish article behind our Fabiolo. He unseated uh, Mark Walsh. Uh, but I really like what he did at Christmas in the Racing Post Novice Chase, beating Visionarian. Um, he likes a horse to go a fair clip and his jumping's normally been pretty good. Uh, and I think he'll pick up the pieces and be third. Like, I couldn't have Dice out down about 92. He's a bit one-trick pony-ish, and we've seen him found out at the top level a few times. I'd rather have somewhere at 9-1 to one each way every day of the week, staying on strongly late on. Um, I, I, I think if John Bonnell Fabiola get a bit caught up with the Dice out Dynamo pace, he'll be sat at the back ridden cold and... I, th- I think he's got the potential to go past them, but I, th- I also think the top two are the, the class horses. So, given the perfect ride, I think Samuel will will more than likely be third. But could be even closer. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm not sure whether Samuel is he still in the Grand Annual? I know he was at some point. Uh, he is, yeah. But so, uh, so are most of these, like Final Orders is as well, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, I, that, that's where I'd send well, if he was mine, Dice at Dynamo can't win. He needs both of them to underperform, and I don't. I don't think that will happen. Are uh, we place leaning? Maybe not, because it might end up being oh, bottling. Well, Again, that's two many, bottle jobs in this podcast. If there's eight runners, I, I wouldn't. I could easily see him coming third, but look, it's it, it's John Bond, just for me. Depends if Marine Nationals walk first, and then we get a bit giddy. <laughs> Into the first handicap of this year's Cheltenham Festival, Jim, the Ultima. Correct Rambler last year has been a 15-2 to favourite to be into Overdrive and Nassalam, who are 8s. Fast or slow, who are backed for the plate, is 11s. 12s, Oscar Elite, the Goffer, and 3 under through 5. 14s, happy-go-lucky, Monbeg, genius. And 16s, adamantly chosen, Lord Accord, our power, remastered. And 18-1 to bar them. Hold my hands up, Jim. I, I had two bets for this race. None were a no bet when the weights came out. And one of them would have been my handicap nap of the festival, Iron Bridge, who is still in the Kim Muir. But I thought he was all over the Ultima winner. And they take him out today. I also backed Beauport uh, each way for the race, who again hasn't stood his ground. The third horse I backed in the race was into Overdrive, who I just love. And, I mean, by by process of elimination... He's ended up being my selection for this, but he's one I he's one I really like. I ended up kind of liking more in this. I mean, I love my staying handicap chases, but I, I, I thought I felt I had a little bit of a better angle in this than I did with most handicaps. Given given you know we, we tend to know a lot more about Ultima horses than we do about those in say the Kim Miller or the Martin Pipe. Uh, but into overdrive, he's just so, so, so progressive, isn't he? And his form this season just looks better and better every time. Every time you, you, you read it, you know, beaten on the 11th by Lompress, say with Happy Go Lucky, who I think has got a great chance as well. 
backing third and then the winner and then he's winning the role of Merrick, which for me was a you know, I've said before was the strongest handicap run in this country this season. Where he beat Sounds Russian by half a length with Fanny and Destreval, I right, Topville, Ben in behind, you know, the fucking Denman Chase winner was seventh, sorry for swearing. Uh I don't know it's Zanza so probably doesn't mean anything. But, you know, it it, it was such a good race. Such a good race. And into overdrive who is now Rated, uh, is he up to one one four seven? Is it? I'll, I'll just have to double check. Yes, one four seven. One four seven. Yeah. Uh, only five pounds to be in a horse who's got a genuine each way chance in the Gold Cup. A borderline graded level, well, two borderline graded level animals in Fanny and Destreval and I right, and then Topville Ben, who ran a cracker in Ireland on his next start. It's it's just rock, rock, rock solid. And there's no d- doubt in anyone's mind here that is in, into overdrive likely to take a step forward or a step backwards. You need section in if you think it's backwards. He's so progressive. Great yard, Mark Walford. Uh, yeah, uh, bullish, bullish. Don't see how he runs a bad race. Same here. I'm, I'm equally as bullish about this. Um, like you said, the only up five pounds for beating sounds rushing. Now, you know how much I love. Uh, sounds Russian. He's been one of my Gold Cup fancies uh, for since just before Christmas, um, and I I just can't I can't fault him so much overdrive. I think five pounds more than fair. Um, like you said, you put it perfectly. He's one of my best handicap bets of the week. Um, um, it's, it's sort of a bit of shit or bust on the first day. Really, I've got quite a lot of strong fancies, uh, and they could go either way. Um, into overdrive, one of my best bets in this race. You mentioned Happy Go Lucky. I think he's he's a decent price now, um, at fourteen to one. I think he's. I think he can roll out what what he did on the first of Jan in, in that two mile five handicap. Um, take back that run at Newcastle. I just think, obviously, when he needed that run, I've been. Not be, uh, having been off a year and, and running a storm in, uh, in the uh, Aintree three-mile race, he obviously ran a stormer uh, back in 2021 behind vintage clouds. Clouds turned slightly Dutch. Um, he's open at £10 on that, but I, I still think there's a fair amount of progression. He's so likely race. We've only seen him over, over fences seven times, and he's won three of them and been second two of them, so you can't really fault him. And uh, Kim Bailey does tend to like like his horses in this race, and the other one that is of interest, of course, the Irish have a horrendous record in this. So the, the, this may, mainly English bullets are I mean, and Lord Accord is another one. Um, he's off a mark of one three seven. He won at Cheltenham in October, beating a lot of slow boats um, off a mark of one three one. He then chased on fraud on in the Badger Beers. Uh, which was normally his feet, and possibly if he'd have jumped the last a bit better, he, he, I'm not saying he would have won, but he would have been a bit closer. Um, Captain Nor uh, was in behind there as well, uh, and we've seen what he's done in recent times. He was slightly disappointed at Newbury. Then last time over hurdles, sort of preserving his mark. I didn't think he ran all, that bad at all. Uh, the return to good ground will suit him. Um, you know what you're going to get with him. I, th- I think more because. Similar, similar sort of route uh, to the conditional when he won this race a few years ago. I think Lord of God will run well at 14. I'm, I might as well go for a tri-cast. Uh, into overdrive, happy-go-lucky and Lord of God are, are three solid bets and I really can't see them being outside the first five. Yeah, I, I like that, Jim. I like that Lord of God again. I, I completely get, get the reasoning for him. Look, Corrick Rambler, it is pretty obvious. Won, won, won the race uh, when uh, when the didn't really pan out in his favour last year, and and he was very very much eye catching in the Ladbrokes Trophy. Uh, his favourite for the national now in some quarters, and I just the way he runs worries me for that. Worries me for for Aintree, but I, I could see him running another big race again. Maybe one for Arthurish, isn't he? But one for Arthur could travel though. Yeah, yeah, he's just so much behind the bridle, isn't 
I I really you know I, I loved one for Arthur and when when he won the the Grand National I kind of thought he'd be a force in in graded races the, the next season. Obviously he got injured and and you know was off for, for near, near two years. But I thought I thought one for Arthur ended up being uh, by the time he won the national was a horse who had a a fair amount of not pace for a for a Grand National winner, but he wasn't a, a behind the bridle type like Corrick Rambler is. Uh, but that that kind of style I think will lend itself better to an Ultima obviously he won it last year than it would do a national and I think he's likely to win this than he is to win at Aintree uh, the other one I'd, I'd, I'd give a mention to a slightly bigger price is uh, Mombeg Genius who's 14's very much an unexposed sort for a yard uh, in John Joe O'Neill that have a very good record in this race he's won it three times since 2009. Can you guess the also, Jim? Uh, for since 2009, what years did he win? Oh, uh, I think I think the last one was, was still a while ago, but he's, he's won it three times since since 2009 as John Joe. Uh, with with Wichita Line, Man, Alfie, Sherin and Hollywell. Uh, but Mumbeg Genius won his last three. Small field. Uh, Pretty much novice, novice events. This this will be a a change of scenery for him, but he's he's a likable horse who, who travels smoothly, jumps well, and should be able to cope with the demands of a big field handicap. Fourteen to one. He's also in the Kimura. Uh, I I I could see him being being ahead of his mark if he's. I, I think he should should get in uh, if he if he isn't already. So he he'd be the other one. I'd I'd, I'd give a little mention to, but. I don't think I'll back a horse other than into overdrive in the race. Yeah, same here. I, I think I don't want to say it's a good thing, but I think he's got a very, very good chance and to be bullish. As that bullish, the two of us to be bullish is that in a handicap is is very rare. The champion hurdle, Jim Constitution Hill, is freeze on to beat State Man Verbon is elevens. I like to move it sixteens. Uh, Charger 50s, 66 First Street, Pied Piper, Zana here 80s, Jason the Militant, not so sleepy, 150 to 1. Uh, not too much to talk about here, Jim, from a betting point of view, just sit back and enjoy it. Probably the best hurdler I have ever seen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, how many runners, let's play how many runners are actually going to be in this race. I'm going to say 7. I think we'll get the 8. Yeah, I, I think pretty much everything. The two mares are in there, honeysuckle and epiton. I didn't, I didn't read them out because we know they're they're not going to turn up. Pretty much everything else I could see standing the ground. Fine, that leaves, that leaves turn up. Sorry. Pied Piper going to turn up. I thought Zana here is more than likely than Pied Piper in what I've been reading from from the Elliot stable. Well, if, even if it's one of the two, and say if Sharjah goes to the county, then you've still got eight of them. Uh, I, it it concerns Constitution Hill to win, and then it's pretty much a race between Stateman Verbon and I like to move it first and second and third on on the betting. I could see First Street perhaps sneaking into third at sixty six to one. Uh, Cheltenham will suit him, and he was you know runner up to no was he runner up off third to Stateman in the county last season. Runner up, runner up, yeah, I was right the first time. Something in the back of my head was telling me fucking Colonel Mustard. Uh, might might have finished ahead of him, but Stateman uh, would set the clear standard in most champion hurdles. He's just up against an absolute freak, uh, and I, I like Rabon. I, I, I still like him, and I still, as much as I'm a massive I like to move it fan as well, still probably think Rabon is slightly likely to finish third. Uh, not too much else to say, Jim, other than sit back, enjoy it, and uh, punt at freeze on. <laughs> You're like, you mentioned just a quick brief mention, but you mentioned First Street, and I've been a massive fan of him all season, loved him from the Jerry Field. And, um, you can get 40 to 1 betting without Constitution Hill each way, 40 to 1. So that's all of four places to get. I think that's a cracking bet. I, I, I genuinely. And the, I, I know I, I like to move it did to him last time, but there was clearly an issue there. Maybe it was going right handed. Returning to left on the track, I think first three will be a lot better. Uh, good ground. I don't think there should be that much price disparity, disparity between now that's a move in the first three. I keep banging this drum all season. Uh, I, I think he's uh, he's a proper better at fault. He's not uh, betting without the favourite each way. 
think he's I think he's a steal. I love that, Jim. I love that, mate. Uh, but yeah, I I I don't think I'll be playing any of them, any of them without markets either. Uh, just just adding Constitution Hill to the doubles and trebles. The mayor's hurdle, Jim. Grade one registered as a David Nicholson honeysuckle five to two favourite. Can she go out on a high? Marie's Rock. We don't know whether she comes here or not. Also in the stage, and I think at this stage it seems that like that is the likeliest. She's a hundred to thirty. Epitone seven to two. Brandy love sixes. Echoes in rain sevens. Love envoy fifteen to two. Queensbrook and Fiesta Glory elevens. She wears it well. Fourteens and Midnight Ginger one hundred and fifty to one. Uh. We'll start with Marie's Rock here, Jim. If she was yours, one rich race and two, would she win if she comes here? Um, I'd go this race for Marie's Rock. I'd keep it. As, why try and change something that isn't broken? And she would win this race, but she's not going to win this race. It's quite obvious. Um. Nick, the connections of Midland Park have flip-flopped all season and, and now it seems as stronger as ever she's going to the, the stayers. Um, Nick, you've got Epperton and they supplemented Queensbrook in, or they supplemented the both of them into this, who are, who are proper mares in their own right and, and one of them I will be siding with later on. But if Marie's Rock turned up here, I think she'd win. She'd win. She's a horse I've flagged off and, and uh, criticised an awful lot in her career and she's made me look like a mug now and uh, I'm slowly buying with it I really like what she did in the rail queue good horses in behind and and I I don't get why they wanted to change it whatsoever and I know there's a possibility she could improve once again for three miles but it's a little bit ludicrous for me Keep keep it as it is against her own sex and she'd have a proper chance. I, 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 I don't have a favourite in front of Honeysuckle. Interesting, mate. Yeah, very interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you that I, I think if Marie's Rock ran here, she'd win it. She'd win it. But as, 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 as is probably fairest to do at this stage, assuming she doesn't, and it's not something I thought I would, I would say, and I'm not sure I'd be able to back her. Honeysuckle still sets the standard. Oh, you're a braver man than I am at five to two to be to be favouring on Honeysuckle's side. I'm I'm not sure I'd back her, but I'm not sure what I think would confidently beat her running down the field. Epiton has been has been good and perhaps hasn't. Well. I was going to say perhaps hasn't regressed as much as Honeysuckle, but Honeysuckle was clearly a superior horse to Epitone last season. Uh, we don't really know much about the level Epitone has been at this year because she's been whomped by a monster twice and then won a won an absolute Mickey Mouse race. At least we have a little bit more of a reading into what Honeysuckle has been doing. Third in the Hatton's Grace, beaten less than three lengths by a horse who's got a massive chance in the stairs and absolutely dotted up in the goal. My, I'd have liked to have seen a beat Classical Dream. But she still finished well, well, well clear of a horse I do like in Ashdale Bob, who was then runner-up to home by the Lee in the grade one at Christmas. And as I just previously mentioned on the champion champion hurdle thing, I still quite like the Bob. I, I expect the Bob to probably run a better race at Cheltenham than he has done so far this season. Uh, when Honeysuckle still managed to hold him for second at Leopardstown and everything I have learned about horse racing you know in my 23 years on the planet tells me I should be wanting to get Honeysuckle beat here and I just don't know what with and that worries me echoes in rain I don't think once he sort of trip Brandy Love the, I know that the market told a story story last time, but it was disappointing that she couldn't get up to beat Anna Bernina. And she's never been a horse I've been able to particularly get a grasp on. You know, she won't love Envoy at Fairy House last year. But I, I just, I'm, I'm not... 
I'm not convinced. I think other people like Brandy more than I do. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I'm sort of in the same camp as you. Like, I think she's a nice horse, but I don't think she's as good as what people rate. Like, no. I know the Allegri Devassi form and the jumping out uh, to a right, to a left, round a right-handed track. Maybe that's something that's cemented in my brain to make me worry about her jumping more often than that. Even though she's she's shown that round a, a left-handed track, she's perfectly all right. I just, I just don't. I'm not sure whether I trust what I, what I saw at Fairy House from Bandilove. Because it was a good race, you know. Not only did she beat Love Envoy, but Dino Blue, Impervious, Grongy, we're all, it, you know, we're all in behind it. It was a good race, a good race, and she won it so convincingly. But all of them had come off the back of, you know, a bit of a heavy. Heavy effort at Cheltenham. She was going there a fresher horse. And I... I I was probably on the negative side of the fence after Punchestown. Uh, on the on the return. Could could I see her winning? Yeah, I guess so, but I won't back her at sixes. I won't back her at sixes. Now, that being said, again, she's the one with the potential to... If one does blow the race apart, it probably could be her. Based solely on what she did at Fairy House. But I'm not... I don't buy it as much as other people do. Which scares me, because I, I think she's got, the, like I said, the most potential to prove me completely wrong. You know, it's, it worries me. She worries me. And I, I'm sick of talking about her, to be fair. Because I'm working myself up. Uh, love Envoy has been cracking this season, obviously won won the race last year, uh, won the Mayor's race, Novice race last year, sorry. Uh, has a chance. Has a chance. The ground, much... though, would be a worry for me, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, it was good to soft when she won, won at Cheltenham last season. And... A, a, any rain that, you know, the rain that is forecast will we, we'll, we'll only play to her strengths. Uh, Queensbrook, we know we know enough about a good mare, but she'd probably be a disappointing winner. Uh, Theatre Glory, mad progressive. Not sure what beating Molly Ollie's wishes means now. Nowadays, though, when she was beaten off one three seven at Christmas, she wears it well. Again, he's a horse I've I've got a, a lot of time for, and she was she was rather impressive when she turned Queen's Book over over Christmas again, but. Step forward probably needed. I didn't think I'd be saying it. I didn't think I'd be saying it. I didn't think I'd be saying it, Jim. Probably 48 hours ago. I think Honey Shuffle wins the mess hurdle. Ah, oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What, what beats her then, pal? What, what beats her? Who's, who's form this season is better than hers? Well, what's Epitome really done wrong this season? She chased home an absolute freak being beaten. 12 lengths and 17 lengths. He's absolutely bolted up, swinging all on the bridle. And I know she's beat absolutely nothing there, and she, she rightly had the, the option to. She showed last season that step up to 2 4 was clearly something she enjoyed. It wasn't something I was confident about at the time, and I know she's this question mark of the farming behind of that. Um, he's a champion hurdle winner who I know has been beat by Honeysuckle in the past. Many times. Every but, time, in fact. I, I, I'm just... I feel like Honeysuckle's regressing and Epitone sort of stayed at that level. Like, I, what, I, I what, know that what, that run last time behind State Man shows that it's not as much regression as possibly first time out. But the, the fact that the connections are so... I want to say worried. Like, that's... That could have been it at the Dublin Racing Festival. Like we might, we're very lucky to be seeing it here. Like they were willing to possibly pull up stumps then, which is what slightly worries me. And for that reason, I'm I'm well and truly in the camp to take Honey Sucker on. And the other one is the other Henderson trained horse. I, I genuinely think Nicky Henderson's got this race by the absolute short and curly. Um, I really really like what Peter Glory did at Warwick. 
Like I really wasn't expecting it. I thought she was a horrible price at four to seven. So normally Ellie's wishes have been a bit up and down this season. But quick ground is something she absolutely relishes. Um this trip will be perfect for her. Uh of course she she unseated first time out in the Jerry Field and she ran well enough in a race that's worked out okay uh at Christmas in the in the handicap. I just think she's really, really progressive. Um we've only seen her on course nine times. She's got her in front six of them. Um and I I think the sky's the limit with her. I think I think she's a proper proper better eleven to one. And I wasn't expecting to be as surprised and, and taken with the fall at Warwick, but I, I really, really like how she travelled into it. I liked how she jumped. Nico literally just a little slot down the neck and she, she kicked on again. Um eleven to one's a price I'm interested in and I think she'll go well here. Well, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I, I can't I can't really be having the uh epithet of only so at, at the current prices if I'm honest, mate. Only only a point between the pair of them. Just epithet. I, I just don't think Epiton has, in the past 12 months, the best horse she's finished ahead of is Mon Miral. You know, who I think is inferior to both Ashdale, Bob and the Bob. You know, I, 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 I think she'll run a great race. I think she'll run a great race. But, you know... There, there was a lot more than a point between the pair of them for the champion hurdle last year, and I, I don't think the evidence this year suggests the gap has closed at all. You know, between them, not not confidently anyway. I, look, I, I think Marie's Rock is pretty much a nap of the week, should they do the sensible thing and run her here. Uh, but if not, it probably is his honeysuckle with a horse I don't like in Brandy Love, the one I'd, I'd take her on with, if I had to. Yeah, and, and for me, Epiton. Uh, like Louis said, Marie's Rock would, would have a proper chance if he lined up here, but I really don't think she will. But a stable companion is Epiton and the supplemented Day to Glory as well. Um, each way for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to this race. Could be Honeysuckle Swan Song, could be Rachel Blackmore Swan Song from a few rumours uh, from Twitter. So, fascinating. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Pro- proper race this year. I mean, it'd be, it'd be good if some of them. Winning the champion in theory in a week year, but what is a point? That's what I meant in, in a week year, Jimmy, as in in theory. In, you yeah. know, horses with, who have been involved and running in open grade ones all season. You know, the first year I remember watching the champion hurdle, Punjabi won it and there was 20 odd runners. But obviously, with Constitution Hill, I was about to say, what is the point? You know, people complaining that Honeysuckle isn't in the champion hurdle are insane. Run your horses in races you can win. You know, uh, that's that. That's how I always view things. Uh, really, if it was just state man, maybe less of a case. But yeah, I'm 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 glad I'm glad they're there, and I'm not a big fan of the mares. But I'd still get rid of the mares, chasing the mares, novice, and bring back the lovely novice handicap. Uh, anyway. The Boodles Juvenile Handicap Hurdle, registered as the Fred Winter. I have a shocking record in this. Uh, Takeo <laughs> is a 4 to 1 Fav to beat Biker, who's 13 to 2. Risk Bell 8 to 1. Bad 11s. Lots of money for him. Perseus Way, also 11s. Sir Allen, also 11s. 14s Common Practice. 14s Punta del Este. 16s Metamorphosis. Morning Soldier, Zanderbad, and 20 to 1 bar them. We love the juveniles, Jim, don't we? <laughs> Where's this going? Christ. Um, yeah, none of that. Absolute head scratcher. I, I, 
the race I've often struggled, but I've had a fair amount of luck in. Um, the one that's of interest and, and there's been a lot of money for in the last couple of days is Bad. Um, just because Tony Mullin said he's, he's well thrown in on his French form. But another one thrown in on his French form is Ponte del Este. Like, he's £10 higher in France than he is, and he's been given a mark of one, two, six here. Uh, I thought the Skeletons running in first time in the Victor Ladaru shows his mark here. Um, I, I thought it was a, a bizarre ride. Um, I thought he. I thought he was held up and he, he, his jumping was a little bit sloppy early on. He come round the bend for home and, and Skelton was clearly confident. Um, then they jumped the last and I thought he was just going to go and pick up balls and he didn't quite in the end. Maybe he wasn't at 100%. If he tuned up here, um, I think Ponte del Este will, will run a proper race at, at a decent price in this. Um, I think his handicap marks more than fair. Um, he does have, does have the entry in the, in the juvenile triumph, but I don't think he will. Um, and I think I think he'll, he'll go well here at fourteens. And the other one that I like a lot is Metamorphosis at sixteens for Paul Nolan. Um, he's had the three runs over hurdles. He won on his second beating Alan Mahir, who's a horse I've got a fair amount of time for. Um, he ran in that competitive. Uh, Novice hurdle that's that's farmed this race for for many years, and he was held up, and his jumping was wasn't as good as usual. They didn't go as 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 quick a tempo as what they have in in the juvenile hurdles early on in the season, which saw him to better effect. He, uh, they went a fair clip in that three-year-old hurdle at Limerick, and he 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 sort of he enjoys it and a well-run uh, big field. As we saw at Punchestown, um, he he just appeared in the picture with two to go and, and absolutely flew on, stayed on strongly. I think he'll be staying on strongly later on at 16. He, he's certainly of interest off a mark of one two five for me. Um, I think the Irish have got a, a very good chance of winning this race, uh, as they have most of the races at the, at the festival. But I think the English juveniles are well behind well behind the Irish juveniles, even in a handicap. Yeah, I'd, well, I I like Punta del Este, and I, I I think there are a couple of form lines here that are kind of borderline triumph level. If I'm honest, and that's that's the way I'd always look at this. You know, Gaelic Warrior obviously was was beaten last season, but obviously the class horse in it. It's pretty similar to say Sam, who was you know getting beaten in Grade Ones and not running badly, and he was only narrowly done by Jeff Kidder. You know, I like that sort of a. I like the horses who are going to be Saturday horses next season, still Saturday horses, if you know what I mean, rather than mm. the ones who the trap I've kind of fallen into sometimes has been going for horses who I thought looked tidier at a lower level. You know, running kind of midweek at at Catrick and catching my eye and thinking, oh, they might do all right here off one two six, and no, the one two six horses they aren't going to win at Cheltenham. Uh, Using that logic has led me to common practice, who I thought would be shorter than 14s and therefore I've backed. Hell of a lot of experience for a Fred Winter horse, you know, pretty pretty heavily campaigned on the flat uh, for Joseph before he went over hurdles. He's had six starts, won one of them uh, back at, in October when he scored at Galway. And then he's just run some, some good races in defeat since form lines that I expect to be, you know, that, that look strong and that I expect to be well represented. That uh, juvenile at Fairy House in, in December, the grade three, that lossy mouth one, I think just looks like strong form. Zarek, the brave runner-up, comfort zone third, common practice was fourth, risk bell was fifth. I think that, that looks good. Comfort zone has done nothing wrong. You know, Zarek, the brave, obviously, has been injured since, but probably is a nice prospect. Lots of people think Ossimov will win the triumph. He's then second to Blood Destiny. I thought this was a ridiculous performance from Blood Destiny, by the way, and I was kind of Ossimov all, all season until I re-watched this the other day and I was like, shit, this thing's good. Uh, but common practice, beating 18 lengths into second, still finished pretty comfortably. Ahead of Nusra, Jazzy Mate. 
you know, the form lines to me just read read better and better with common practice and he's battle hardened. He hasn't been I think overfaced with a mark of one three one, given he was rated you know, low to mid eighties on the flat. You can see where the scope for improvement would come from that. I like him, mate. I I, I like him, and he's not one that I'm. I'd, I'd usually be a a big fan of. Uh, in this sort of race, I wouldn't normally be particularly bullish about anything, but I think this one should be fought shorter than 14s. Takeo is very, very obvious, and he's been very, very obvious for a long time, and it would not shock me remotely if he went and won, even with uh, the additional weight from the English handicapper. I think 135 is, is kind of fair. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, There's a lot of uproar about it, but I, I think he's more than acceptable to be carrying that. You know, he looked good. Yeah, big time, mate. Big time. You know, the the, the form of his maiden win, I think reads pretty well. You know, ascending also ran all right at the DRF. Goody too. She was was a a decent flat horse. You know, when he he accounted for the pair of them and then was beaten by by two very, very nice fillies in a grade one. So, yeah, one one, three, five, no issue with that. Takeo's a right favourite. Definitely the right favourite, but I wouldn't have the differential between him and Common Practice at fours and fourteens. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he's on. Like you've you've made a very strong case in there, and, and rightly so. It's a race that we we both can't wait to watch, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and ended up ended up rather looking forward to it, Jim. I very much have. As we go to the National Hunt Chase. And I told the light at the start of the podcast, I think, because I do have one anti-post bet that's still alive in this race. I forgot about that one. Uh, all my handicap ones are dead. <laughs> but the National Hunt Chase, Guy Adamini, 5-4-5 to beat Marla Mission, who sixes, Chemical Energy, Churchton Warrior, Ramali 7s, Minella Kruna 10s, Mr. Coffee 11s, Fakira 33s, same price 10s, 100-1. The remainder. Everyone hates this race now, Jim. I quite like it because it's so unique. There's no graded yeah. race over this sort of trip ever other than handicaps. It's crap. No, boo. Boo, would you not just once a year? Would it not be funny to have like a, gr- a grade two over four miles? It'd be interesting to see what sort of horses are turning up, wouldn't it? Yeah, like you Devon National was. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> Guy and Dominique, Guy and for me, I've been looking to take him on for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. I'm struggling, but I'm I'm sh- I'm sure and I'm sure he's not going to stay three mile five. Like we saw him over three miles at Christmas. One strongly got his grade grade one victory. Second season novice uh, over two five at Leopard Style at the DRF. Um, his jumping wasn't perfect. And we saw last year when he finished third behind Lord Laureate in the Irish Grand National. But he got tired late on. His jumping fell apart the further on in the race he went. I just I just want to take him on here. And six to five is far too short about him. And there's nothing that's screened out, really, um, that wants to beat him. I mean, Marley Mission we saw win the three-mile beginners chase at Navin and everyone got a little bit giddy. If he'd been more fluent at the last, he'd probably have beaten Churchdown Warrior in the 10-up. Um, sort of, things have tried to kick on a little bit more. His jumping early season was absolutely dreadful. and It's it's warmed up a little bit more, but again, I'm not as fully sold on Marley Mission as the others. I know he will absolutely relish his trip. He's a fair slow animal. Another slow animal, and he does come from Willie Mullins still. At 25, I'm willing to give possibly another chance to for a horse that's got a couple of seconds, four seconds next to his name after seven starts. He's tensing. Like, this fella is slow. Like, proper, proper slow. We saw it behind Marlon Mission. He just kept on one pace, plodding on. 
Uh, we saw it with uh, Ram Ramalee, who, who reapposes more than likely here as well. He was third behind Jerry Colon and Bron, where his jumping was probably the best it's been in that performance over 2-5. This step up to 3-5, three, three, I think he will really, really enjoy. And at 25, he's a prize who, of, of a bit of interest for me. Like, he's, it's not a race I'll probably end up having a bet in, but Penzig is one that I'd be wary of at a bigger price. Like, he could spring a, a surprise. Like, he's run well in defeat behind some decent horses. His jumping is, he's hit and miss, but on a going day, it's, it's over 3-5. I'm, I'm willing to take a risk with him. Um, I still think there's a little bit more improvement to be found in him. And I'd rather have him at 25 than, than most of these in this race. It's a race I'm really not looking for. I can see, I can see why you can see Tenzin making the frame, Jim. I think he's an out and out stayer. Uh, I, I bat Marla Mission at 12s after he beat Tenzin. Yeah, no, that's respectable. 12s is respectable. 6s is too short for me. He looked a furrow for a stayer as a novice hurdler, didn't he? Uh, just sort of looked proper, proper boaty. Uh, and perhaps didn't quite take to chasing as as quickly as I'd have thought. But I liked what he did when he beat Tenzing. That was when I back, uh, when I backed him after after he beat Tenzing at Navan, and I'd, I'd actually backed Tenzing on that day. He was very very well supported as well. Uh, there was Tenzing and Malamisha did him, and I, I I thought it was an encouraging effort between two. Proper stayers in the ten up. Uh, I could see why he, he could turn the tables with Churchstone Warrior, though. Just just in terms of proper stamina, and I, I do think Churchstone Warrior is a, is a stayer as well. And I don't really have too many doubts about the trip for him. They're both Marlers, obviously, but I, I just kind of think Marler Mission has a little bit of a higher ceiling, if that makes sense. Uh, Look, Guy had the Meniz stays, he, he dances up. Absolutely dances up. And it seems awkward to question a horse's stamina that has been placed in an Irish national. Especially when this sort of small field, they won't go as much of a gallop. It'll be easy to control. And, you know, Patrick will get an, an, an easier time of deciding when he wants to press the button rather than his mind being made up for him there. But he he was kind of going backwards at the finish of Fairy House, I thought. Mm. And before they tried to turn him into a stayer, he it it wouldn't have been something I'd have done, if that makes sense. If you'd have said to me this time last year, Marla Mission runs in the National Hunt Chase, I'd have said, yeah, of course. If you'd have told me that when Guy Dominey was a novice hurdler, I'd have been, really? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, that's that's two years ago now. But I do think there is a minor chink, if there is one. He's clearly the best horse in the race. I I have a long-term theory as well that, you know, he's won the race twice in the last last couple of years as Mullins. But I don't think taking on his horses in the National Hunt Chase is too bad a... Too bad a strategy in general, given that they have Patrick, which means they find a horse for Patrick rather than they have the horse first, if you know what I mean. And, you know, I've mentioned it before, but carefully selected was genuinely the worst odds on favourite I've ever seen at the Cheltenham <laughs> Festival. You know, but that that can happen. And, and, and he, if you go through horses, Willie has run in the race before in the past, the ones that have gone off shortish or ones that you know Patrick has ridden or or Katie Walsh before that there have been some odd candidates if that makes sense uh, across that period of time so yeah I, whilst, whilst I I really do think uh, Guy Dimonier will, will take a hell of a lot of beating 
uh, I'm, I'm happy enough with my Anthony Prospect of Marley Mission. I find it very hard to, to knock him out of the frame, and I think he's the one who is most certain to be going forward at the finish. I also like Minella Kruna. I also think he's a proper boat. I was all over him for the Albert Bartlett last season before he got injured. In hindsight, probably wouldn't have won that race. Probably isn't as good as I thought he was. But he is going to be a proper staying chaser, whether they run him here or the Kim Muir. Uh, screams Irish national to me this season. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, Marla Mission for me wins the uh, wins the National Hunt Chase and a tentative Tenzig for me tentative Tenzig that's difficult to say I like it Jim I really do like it pal uh, that's us wrapping up for the Tuesday of the Cheltenham Festival I'm going down and I am absolutely buzzing for it uh I'll just ask you for your nap before we go, Paul. John Bob. Arkle. Oh! Nap. Bullish. That is not what I would have said, thought you were going to say. That is not what I thought you were going to say. <sighs> I'll nap into overdrive. Yeah. I'm going, I mean, he's been not far away. The the lucky fifteen is Marine National, uh, John Bond into overdrive, uh, and let's let's put effort on in there. That's that's the that's the lucky fifteen that's that's kicking us off day one in, in style. I hope so, Jim. I hope so, mate. For for you, that that that'd be a proper one to land. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing, mate. I absolutely love it. Into overdrive as well. If you, if you don't want to back him on a no bet, you can still get tens about him three six on three six five, which is still anti post rules, but still tens. Why are people even still listening? Go and go and back him now. Get your yeah. tens. Get whatever you can on now, and get yourself into overdrive. Come on, come on, the boy. Uh, what a, what a great day's racing. The best day's racing of the year, Jim. Uh, thanks for running through everything with me. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. We will. There's some quick fire pods coming through, thick and fast, and hopefully we can point you in the right direction. Nice one, mate. Nice one, pal. Uh, yeah, thanks for being here, mate. Looking forward to, to doing some more studying tomorrow and landing on a few more winners. Very much so. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Good luck at Cheltenham this week. Take care, and we'll see you again soon. See you soon. Stay safe.